Good morning, church. We have made it the final chapter of Acts. We started this journey through Acts in January 2017, which feels like a very, very long time ago, especially given all that's happened in these past three or four months. But we are here, Acts 28, the final chapter, and Paul has finally made it to Rome. He told us about this. We found out about this in Acts 23, which was just a few weeks ago for us, but was a number of years ago for Paul as he went through numerous courtroom trials, through imprisonment, through a murder plot, through an incredible journey, the journey to end all journeys that Nick told us about last week, as he navigated sailors, soldiers, the sea and snakes before finally land in Malta. And then he still had another three months before he finally made it to Rome. And that final journey, well, what a, that, that final journey from Malta to Rome. Well, I don't know about you, but I felt a little bit jealous of Paul in verses 7 to 16. As he, has finished, as he finished his time in Malta, uh, and he then navigates the Mediterranean, visiting Sicily, and then landing in the Bay of Naples before uh, finally tripping up to Rome. And you could be forgiven for thinking that Paul was on a cruise ship, but he was a man on a mission. Paul had been told that he would go to Rome in Acts 23, verse 11. Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify in Rome. Paul could probably have given up a long, long time ago. He had numerous slipways and that he could have taken to get off this journey or just given in to the badgering of the Jewish leaders, but he didn't. He was obedient to God, obedient to the plan that God had for him. Literally for Paul, all roads led to Rome. But why? Why was Paul obedient? Why was Paul so obedient to God and kept going even in the midst of everything that was happening? Well, it's that broken record that Paul keeps playing when asked what he is on trial for. And I'll remind you of what it is in just a second. Paul begins his time in Rome, gathering the local Jewish leaders. If you have your Bibles open, if you turn to to verses 17 to 19, and he looks at what has led him to be present with them, that he has been on trial and found innocent, but still the Jews objected against him. And he was forced to appeal to Caesar in order to maintain his innocence. He has meant no trouble to his fellow Jews, and he wants to speak speak with them to be clear and tells them why he is on trial. And let's look at verse 20 and that broken record. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. That broken record that Paul has, which he intends to completely and utterly wear out, and I hope that we might want to as well, He stands on trial because of the hope of Israel. The same hope Paul talks about in chapter 23. I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. In chapter 24, I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. In chapter 25, a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. And in chapter 26, and now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. The hope we have from Jesus, 
a hope that was foretold and known about by the Jews from their scriptures, what we now know as the Old Testament. A hope that Paul fully understood that he was hell-bent on making sure that everyone knew about this hope and planning to completely wear out that record for everyone to hear. Paul, in what he speaks about and the rumours about his new sect of Judaism, has whet the appetite of the local Jewish leaders. And they return a few days later, along with a few friends, to find out a bit more. We see this then in verse 23. As Paul gathered these Jewish leaders in front of him, and he, we read that he witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Can you imagine sitting down with the Apostle Paul for a day and getting a thorough teaching about how the Old Testament, the law of Moses and the words written by the prophets manifested and fulfilled itself in Jesus? How great would that be to sit and listen as Paul completely explains the scriptures? That this was the hope of Israel that Paul had spoken about in verse 20. That everything the Jews had believed in, waited for and longed for came to be in the man of Jesus. That he was the saviour they had read about over the centuries before and were expecting and waiting for. But even with all Paul's teaching, and I would imagine from what we know of Paul and his letters, that it was clear, that it was articulate, and it was to the point. But that but we read in verse 24 that some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. Even Paul couldn't convince some of them. Paul, in all his wisdom and knowledge, couldn't convince these Jews. And why? Because they'd hardened their hearts. They'd hardened their hearts to this message of hope that we receive in Jesus. We read in verses 26 and 27 what Paul said to these Jews. Go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Paul lays down an almighty challenge to them to allow this into their hearts. It is one thing to see and to hear, but it's completely different to allow it into the heart. Allowing it to the centre of who we are is what Paul is wanting these Jewish people, these Jewish leaders to do. And the heart is, is a funny thing. It's an, it's an interesting turn of phrase. Um, but it's one that we play on, one that we long to speak to. Um, as Christians and in, in society, we long to speak to the heart. And there was an advert a few years ago by Google Play. And it said this. The heart. Yeah, it's one, two, three, four chambers that pump blood through the body. But it does so much more. It pines, it sinks, it soars. Stories tug at it, games send it racing. Each day is a chance to give every beat a meaning. More than anything, 
the heart wants to feel. There are 2 billion, 500 million heartbeats in a lifetime. You should feel every one of them. We want the heart to feel, to feel the love of God and to know it. Of course, we need to hear it, we need to see it and take it in before we can fully grasp it in our hearts. But the heart is where it grows, where it thrives, and that is where we should pray that our gospel lands, in people's hearts. And for that, and for that to happen, we need the help of God and his Holy Spirit. Not even Paul could convince some of these Jewish leaders. It needs the work of someone greater, someone more powerful than him, more powerful than us, to help let it in the hearts of men, to let their hearts be opened, to let that gospel sink in with them. We need the power of the Spirit. We need the Spirit to dwell in them. Paul brought this message firstly for the Jews, but it wasn't just for them. And if you turn down to verse 28, we read that what Paul says to these Jewish leaders. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles and they will listen. The message of hope, of hope that Paul was bringing, was no longer just for the Jews, but for all people. And that is why Paul was brought to Rome, the centre of the world at that time. And as the saying goes, all roads lead to Rome. And for Paul, that seemed to literally be the case. No matter what happened to him, every twist and turn, they seem, it seemed to lead him towards Rome. But just as all roads lead to Rome, so all roads lead from Rome. It was here that the gospel could be sent to many people across the empire. Paul and the Christians were able to send out letters and messengers easily through the many ships and the carts and the cargo that were sent out from to the rest of the Roman Empire from Rome. And it was through these things that the gospel was able to spread, that it was able to move amongst the empire and go to the ends of the earth. Paul and the disciples were told to go and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. And that is what was happening here in Rome. The gospel is being sent across the world. And what's really encouraging is that it's still going today. The Acts of the Apostles in chapter 28 that we're reading today finishes in verses 30 and 31. With Paul, although contained under house arrest, still welcoming people into his home. He's still proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Paul just loved teaching the gospel. He loved sharing it with anyone and everyone. A gospel which he viewed not just for Jew but for all people. And even though he wasn't able to go out, that didn't stop him sending out this message of hope. For me, as I read this passage and this, uh, looking at the book of Acts, it almost felt like Acts didn't have an ending. As we know from Paul's letters, he continues to, to teach and to write longer than these kind of final two years that uh, Luke alludes to in verses 30 and 31. But there doesn't appear to be a definite ending. And why is that? So whilst 
this might be the ending of Paul, it's the beginning of us and what we're going to do. Paul got the ball rolling with spreading the gospel to all people and all nations. But he didn't complete it. That job was taken on by the other Christians and is for us to continue today. We are to continue sharing the good news to all the corners of the earth. And that is why we as a church are committed to things like Alpha. Make sure you sign up for 8th of July if you're interested. That's when we're starting our new course. For our big questions events that allow people to come and understand more about Christianity and how they interact, we as Christians interact with the big issues. To be praying for our friends and family at 1423 every day so that they might come home to God that they might come home to God and welcome him into their hearts. We want to let the gospel be heard everywhere, but it probably won't be easy. We might not end up on the same journey as Paul with trials, imprisonments and shipwrecks, but there's a good chance we'll face rejection and people who won't believe even when giving the most compelling of information. I myself have faced that in the past year. I have invited at least six people to our, our Alpha courses over the past year. And do you know how many have come? Zero. I've had no, but none of my friends want to take up this offer of going joining Alpha. But that's okay. That's going to happen. That's the reality that Paul faced and that we as Christians face. But I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Even when the no's come your way. Because you may have just sown the seed of thought. You may have just set the fire that somebody else might come along and set light. But then another encouragement is that we don't do this on our own. The work of telling others isn't solely down to us. But the power of the Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit working alongside and through us to tell others. That's what this is really about. That's what the evangelism and the good news is really works through, is the Holy Spirit. And I thought the book of Acts was perfectly summarized in this little passage that I read in a commentary. Such is the history of Christianity. It began with a carpenter from a small town in Israel. It spread initially through the work of 12 mostly uneducated apostles and later through the work of the Apostle Paul and his book of Acts. But although the book of Acts is known as the Acts of the Apostles, it could even more accurately be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because whatever the Apostles did, they did through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this power and this work is continuing today through the world right up to now. The book of Acts is not finished. Guys, we are part of this story. We are to work in the power of the Holy Spirit, to go out and to continue the acts of the apostles, spreading the word and the gospel and the good news and the hope of Jesus to the ends of the earth. And so today, as I finish, as I bring this sermon to a close, there are probably two areas where all this lands. Maybe you're hearing and starting to understand some of Christianity for the first time. Maybe you've never heard anything about Christianity 
but you've maybe been interested in this good news that I've spoken about today, this hope of Jesus that I've told you about today. And if that's you, if you're interested in finding out more, why not open up your heart to God? Open up and let him in. Get to know him personally. Get to have that relationship with him. Try and understand a wee bit more about who he is and what this hope really means for your life. And we as a church would love to help you on that journey, whether that be through Alpha, joining a home group, whatever it might be, do get in contact with us and we'd love to help you as you come to know Jesus more. The second is probably if you're already a Christian, that we continue the Acts of the Apostles today. That we commit wholeheartedly to sharing the gospel to all people. This is a gospel that's not just for some people. It's for all people from all nations. So as a church, as Christians, let's make it our commitment to continue praying in 1423 for people to come home to God. Praying for the Holy Spirit to do his work in people. That even in the midst of lockdown, even in the midst of being stuck in our homes, just as Paul was, that the hope and the good news of Jesus can still spread across this world to every corner of the earth. Let's just take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good news and the hope we have of Jesus. Lord, we pray that this is a gospel that we are excited and willing to share with other people. Excited and willing to take to the ends of the earth. Lord, we pray for your spirit and your help in that. Lord, that we cannot do this on our own, but with you by our sides we can. We pray all these things in your son's name.